You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member of FDIC. Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield. Hey, where are we, Charlie? We are in a good spot because we're happy about a win. We are happy are about we a looking win. looking for something more descript, like the Farm Bureau Studios yeah, in downtown la- Starville? See, last week I was talking about Farm Bureau, and I said, welcome to the Farm Bureau Studios. And you're like, hey, you never let me say that. No, I was talking about the welcome, you know, Sunday coffee part. Oh, like coming in first? Yeah. Well, like the to, kid that won't share the basketball. Do you want to start over? I mean, you can. No, you can, let's go. Okay. We're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Startwell. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Agents all across the state of Mississippi. Home life, auto, whatever you need in the insurance world. Our good friends at Farm Bureau. And this is Sunday Coffee presented by Strange Brew Coffee House. Our good friends at Strange Brew on Highway 12 and Spring Street here in Starkville. Also in Tupelo at Brupolo, they got Churn and Spoon ice cream as well. Now a new location in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Our good friends at Strange Brew Coffee House. And I'm drinking my blueberry cobbler flavored coffee to get my day started. It is a winning Sunday morning Charlie, I was asked about the blueberry cobbler coffee yesterday at the game. I walked in uh, our friend Jim Paxton. Okay. And his brother John were sitting there, and John asked, is that blueberry coffee really any good? And Jim pointed out quickly that I wouldn't know because I am a devoted straight (laughs) black coffee guy. But he said Bart swears by it. So, who knows, maybe John Paxton picking up a blueberry cobbler coffee this morning, but we are in a good mood. Uh, man, I was I, I like need a little nitro yesterday. A couple of pills would have done me some good in that second half. Kind of felt good, didn't it? I mean, the, the Alabama. No, it felt terrible. My chest was <laughs> killing me. I got a text. I was mes- too invested, man. I got a text message yesterday. Said, "All right, give me your give your give me your synopsis." This was about three minutes to go in the game. I was like, "Well." I'm mad that I'm happy. That I'm mad and I'm happy, and it's just you know rinse repeat. That's kind I of think way. Basketball just tugs at your emotions, probably more than anything. In football, you sustain drives. You have an occasional big play, but basketball is just nonstop. I deleted two uh, two tweets yesterday that I was tweeting about Will Howard, the official. I did. I deleted them. I mean, I had them typed out. All right, you've said this that nothing gets people's back up more than basketball officiating. My back was up yesterday. Oh man, that guy! We didn't get a single call from him, and I and you know we'll play basketball at Belmont. He's a you know he's a basketball official who's who's really I mean he's usually pretty good. And sometimes the game just lends itself to it seems like everything goes against one side, and it just kind of felt like that. Now let me tell you this, and I feel like I can say this after we win the game because I didn't want it to sound like you know, sour grapes if you lose the game. We talked about this last week, and I really began to watch it a little heavier during the midweek and yesterday. We're right. They let the post players defending the rim do anything they want to do. That ain't basketball. What they're allowing around the rim is not basketball. Except when it's a drive. Okay, what I'm talking about is you get into the post and Tolu's trying to back his way in. They're getting murdered. 
That's what I'm saying. You let a guard beat his guy, though. Yeah. And then there, there's no such thing as a charge anymore. It's just a weird – it's, it's so, a mix right now of touch fouls and then things that could get somebody 6 to 12. Inside of, inside of five feet is just a killing down there. It's crazy. And that's the one thing, because I was really hard on us, in my mind at least, about missing sh- so many shots from four feet. You go back, and what was the Alabama game? We missed 18. Right. And you go, it's not – when you watch it, it's not that you're missing – well, sometimes we miss – that's a different story. But for the most part, you're, you're getting <laughs> – you're carrying a dude around you, man. Well, I made that statement about Tolu maybe last week is sometimes we're just throwing the ball toward the rim. Well, I realized yesterday when you're throwing it toward the rim, sometimes you're kind of looking away to make sure you don't take an elbow and eye. Speaking of throwing it toward the rim, did you see the highlight where DJ Jeffries puts it off the backboard and Kale Matthews catches on the yes. rebound and slams it? Kale Matthews, by the way, this should be our Kale Matthews appreciation show. It seems like it always is, and I was thinking about that this morning on the drive up, is it seems like we're jumping on the, the cam train over the last couple of weeks. Man, I'm the conductor. And deservedly so, because, man, what he is doing. Yesterday, the thing about Cam is he didn't have the ticky-tack calls, the ticky-tack fouls in the first half to get himself in foul trouble. Well, in fact, we only had one player on our team yesterday who had a foul rate that would have put them at fouling out in a 40-minute performance. Who was that? That was Jimmy Bell, who came in at 13.3. <laughs> what would Cardwell have been for Auburn? I mean, he, oh Now, you will say that, hey, we, we did have a little bit more success in the low post because we did get there. I don't know if, if you're an Auburn fan, listen to this. I don't know why, you, if you're an Auburn fan, you listen to us. But – you know, we're saying you let them get away with murder, and then their big guy gets three fouls and literally six minutes of play in the first half yesterday. <laughs> Cardwell's fouls committed per 40 minutes, 26.7. <laughs> that is the definition of foul trouble. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he uh, he had a rough day defensively yesterday. In fact, uh, tied for the lowest rating on their team. We uh, – all right, so Jim, um, Jimmy Bell committed a lot of fouls, Cardwell a lot. But for us, I thought the big story, Matthews never got the fourth foul. If Matthews gets foul number four, it's a different game. Completely. Uh, nobody else, you know, Hub- Hubbard got to three, but I don't worry about him fouling out. Nobody else was above two. So I thought foul-wise we did a pretty good job yesterday. I thought we defended as well as we can under the rules. Well, all right. And you know who defended? Who? D. J. J. Jeffries. He did. You uh, go look again. I, I don't want to go like crazy analytics on you, but there is a, a stat that basically measures the points you would give up per 100 possessions that your guy's going to score. D.J. Jeffries' defensive rating yesterday. Keep in mind, the lower the better on this number. All right. We had in the ballgame four guys who were under 100. D.J. was at 57 Point eight. Right, mm. so he called DJ at 58. Jimmy Bell was at 70. And after that, everybody's 90s and above. Uh, no, Tolu. Tolu actually played well defensively. He had an 83. Point being, though, that DJ Jeffries was off the charts defensively for us. And a lot of that just manifested itself in the rebounding. He had 12 rebounds. Yeah, DJ had 12. Cam Matthews had 11. How about this thought? 
if they let them play yesterday, do we win? I mean, we're coming in here talking about the way they officiated the ball game and about how they, they let them knock it around a little bit. But to beat Auburn, isn't this the style of game we needed? I mean, we, we didn't need Auburn to get a lot of free reign out there. No, I think that's fair. And this the way that game is played. And Auburn kind of, you know, you always talk about matchups in sports and about how teams match up. And you can't understand why this team can beat this team and then has trouble against Team B. Auburn, we match up better with Auburn than, say, an Alabama or a Kentucky. Because in those games, it's almost like you're in a rat race of trying to outscore somebody. I never felt felt like yesterday we were in a situation of trying to, quote-unquote, outscore somebody. Neither team had a, a huge run. so you were The never- longest run of the ball game was a 6-0 run by Auburn. Our longest run was 5 nothing. So there was never a time where somebody was rattling off 8, 9, 10 points in a row at all. That's unusual to me. I mean, we always say basketball is a game of runs. There were more like small bursts. Yeah, and especially in the first half yesterday. I mean, you talk about that was a snail's pace. It was a knockdown drag out, as they say. Tied at 21 at the half. I mean, it felt like a Big Ten basketball. I felt like we were watching Wisconsin play Ohio State on the Big Ten Network. I mean, that's what Big Ten basketball looks like. Now, we scored 43 points in the second half. Do you attribute most of that to we got out? It seemed like we got out and kind of changed the tempo a little bit in the second half, trying to get down the floor before they could get their defense set up. Well, there's that. And I thought you saw two really good individual performances in the second half. For us, Josh Hubbard, 15 points. He was he was really good. And for them, Broom. Yeah. I mean, Broom went for 14, didn't miss a shot. He was five for five. And so you saw two guys kind of going at it there in the second half. Well, you know, I know people are going to talk about the free throws. I mean, it's. Let's talk about free throws. Yeah. We, we finished nine of 18. Hey, we won a ball game where we were nine of 18 at the free throw line, and the opponent was 14 of 16. We had all nine of our free throws in the second half. We were 0 for 4 at halftime. Nine of 18. We hit six of our last eight. So we made them down the stretch when we had to make them. If you're looking for a positive, when you're nine for 18 at the free throw line. But, man, you know, that's that's stating the obvious of the free throws are, are creeping up on you. But nine of 18 is pretty tough. I guess uh, yeah. kind of getting used to that, unfortunately. Kind of are what you are at this time of year. Are you not? Okay, hey, you want to start thinking about – we talk about Cam Matthews defensively. We talk about him getting 11 rebounds. Auburn defensively is a good basketball team. They are a very – they're a top 10 basket. They're better than we are from when you look from a deficient a defense efficiency standpoint. They are better than we are. But the thing that we have had trouble with against teams that have pressure – and Auburn pressed us yesterday. They, they got in us a little bit. They're fifth in the country in defense, defensive efficiency, by the way. Yeah, we had our difficulties against Tennessee. That You know, they went on that little run. We had some troubles against Alabama, Florida, you know, with turnovers on inbounds plays. I, to me, and I talked to a couple people yesterday after the game, and Chris Jans actually mentioned this yesterday. One of the things we did a really good job of yesterday on inbounds plays is getting the ball into Cam Matthews. It's crazy to say when you're getting the ball to a forward 
on your inbounds plays against full-court pressure because what does that do? It was full-court man-to-man. Cam Matthews can handle the basketball, and so instead of trying to play guard-to-guard in the backcourt, we're getting the ball to Cam Matthews on the inbounds against full-court pressure, and his ability to handle the basketball really helped us yesterday against that pressure. I thought it was kind of odd, too, though, because Auburn would defend so hard on the inbounds, but once the inbounds came to Cam, they relaxed. And even if you gave it back to the guard, they basically backed off till late in the game. Early, they were defending really hard on the inbounds. But once you made the pass, once you got it in, not as tough. Hey, let me ask you this about Auburn. Let's size up the opponent in a minute. This is a team that has not gotten a quad one win. Explain. Well, how many quad one games have they played? Three? Oh, they lost to Baylor. I guess part of it depends. Are you going to look at Kim Palm or are you going to look at the net, right? I'm looking at net right now. Do I need to look at Kim Palm? All right. According to the net rankings, 0-3. So I guess that's a small enough sample size, right? Because you play Baylor and you lose. That was the first game of the year. Alabama was a game that was on the road. Baylor was neutral. Alabama and Mississippi State are both on the road. So, hey, that's the other thing about this league right now. It's tough to win on the road, and I don't want to get too far ahead right now because we want to talk a little more about yesterday. But Ole Miss got a good win on the they road did. Any win on the road in this league is tough, man. They did. They got a good win yesterday. And I was watching last night. I can't remember what game I was watching. And it was not the Ole Miss game. And they were talking about the, the difficulties for the top ten on the road. And it's not just the SEC. The only team – in the top ten that has not lost multiple games. I'm not talking about lost, multiple games. Everybody had at least two losses except North Carolina. Carolina's unbeaten on the road this year. But they are the only team in the top ten that does not have multiple road losses. You got some teams that have three losses in the top ten on the road. In fact, you gotta go all the way down like to St. Mary's at twenty one to find somebody who's undefeated on the road. There's a lot of road losses. Hey, by the way, did you see, and somebody had put this on Twitter or maybe the message board last night, we are, like, I think as of this morning, number six in home court advantage. Are we really? Hey, I'm telling you, that win against Tennessee and that win yesterday is going to help us at the end. But, what? okay, I can't say anything positive while thinking anything negative. The thing that is stuck in our crawl is there are two teams in the top 60 that have a quad four loss, us and Florida Atlantic. That loss against Southern. It's an anchor. We're going to carry it with that us is, all year long. And we said that, we said that when it happened. That's going to be the, that is going to be the anchor around our neck all year long. No, it'll make a difference. It will make a difference. But yesterday's game helps you out a lot. All right, you mentioned that home court advantage. Yesterday was fun. The hump two weeks ago against Alabama – I thought was cool. We've all had- right, all right. Here's my turn to be negative. Yesterday was a game where it was tough to get tickets. I had a lot of people sending me messages, man, can you get me in, can you get me in, can you f- help me find tickets. And the one thing I do, and I don't care if we are playing Tucson Junior College, my tickets are going to have somebody in them, even if it isn't me. Yeah. There were a lot of tickets in good spots being unused. And I don't blame people for not coming. So let me be clear what I'm saying. Man, 
I get it. They're yours. If you buy them, you're entitled to them. But help a guy out, man. There were a lot of people looking to come to that game yesterday, and there were a lot of empty seats in the lower level. Yeah, I guess going forward, if you're not using them. Seat Geek, whatever the preferred vendor is, load them up. Or, you know, let somebody know. Let somebody, you know, in the Bulldog Club office well, or somebody that's let even them know. better, right? Yeah, let somebody because know. Then you, then you know you control not having opposing teams. Because what that's the other thing that kind of comes out is you got. Because I know some people who don't want to use Seat Geek because, hey, I know the people that sit around me. We're friends. I don't want the chance of a Kentucky fan sitting in my seat. To I will be your personal ticket exchange. <laughs> get them to me. I'll get somebody in them. Email us. Email us. Tweet us. Text us. And uh, we'll try our best to make sure we find Mississippi State fans to sit in those seats. Auburn brought a couple buses over yesterday. That's why they had so many people in the upper deck. Look, Auburn travels well. It's a tough ticket at home for them. It is. And so for some people, going on the road is a pretty good option to see the team play. That's a good basketball team that we played. It uh, is Auburn good. is good. It is a good basketball team. And, I mean, they're now 16-4. and four. That was only their fourth loss a year. But going back to the point – it has been a very good home court advantage for us over the last couple of weeks. It was, it's been fun again. That place is a lot of fun when we're winning. All right, next two ball games are on the road. You've got Ole Miss and then Alabama. Well, okay. Um, if I gave you one, you'd have to take it, wouldn't you? Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, statistically, we're supposed to lose both those games. Well, and going back to the point, not just statistically supposed to lose them. You look at our road games this year, right? We played at Georgia Tech. We played on the road at Kentucky. We played on the road at South Carolina. We played on the road at Florida. Is there somebody else in there? I'm I'm sure I'm missing another road game. Kentucky. Well, yeah, Kentucky. All of our road games have one thing in common. The first half, we have looked lethargic. We have not looked ready to play on the road yet this year. Am I wrong for saying that? No, you're not. So, going forward, and hey, we we just said this a minute ago. This is not a Mississippi State problem. This is not an SEC problem. This is a problem in the country. So, maybe what we need to do is instead of like going through the layup lines, we just like need to scrimmage each other. Yeah. For about 10 minutes. Yeah, outside and <laughs> downstairs in the, in the in the lobby, you know. And then Chris Chance gives, gives his halftime talk before the game. That's right. Okay, here's what we need to do. We need to change up. So, yeah, going forward, Ole Miss on Tuesday night. And, hey, going back to what you said a minute ago, Ole Miss had a really, really big win last night on the road at Texas A&M. Winning, we just said it. Winning on, this, on the road in this league is not easy at all. If you could take one of the next two – You'd have to be happy. And then here's where it all starts. You get Georgia at home, you got to win it. You go to Missouri, you got to win it. Arkansas at home, Ole Miss at home, at LSU, Kentucky at home. That's a stretch right there where you need to card some wins. And then you've got yourself in a pretty good position. If you were to rank the two that are hardest to get on the road this week, you'd have to say the hardest would be at Bama, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I think your two toughest games on the way out are at Bama and at Auburn. I agree with that. Hey, like Auburn's a team you like, you would have liked to have played them yesterday and then never see them again. <laughs> and now you got to see them again. You got to see them again. All right. So yesterday, Florida scored over a hundred and won at home over Georgia, one hundred two to ninety eight. So Florida plays a little bit better at home. That was an overtime game. 
you would have to say the surprise team has to be South Carolina. They're third in the league right now, tied for third in the league at five and two. They're seventeen and three overall. And we kind of harped on it about how going over there and didn't feel like we played that great and almost won that game. I mean, we were so upset and still kind of upset that we lost that game. But South Carolina now 17-3 and overall and 5-2 and in the league. That's crazy. It is crazy. Tennessee won yesterday at Vandy, 75-62. to Vandy is still winless in the league. They are 0-6. Of course, um, South Carolina did beat Missouri yesterday at home, and Missouri is 0-7 in the SEC. 0-7. Arkansas stayed with Kentucky for a while yesterday at home, and they got beat 63-57. to Arkansas is 1-6 in the uh, SEC. The thing that you're going to hate is that we have to wait to play them. Yeah. You know, right. The fear is they're going to figure this thing out. Man. Bama scored over 100 yesterday, 109 to 88 over LSU. LSU's now three and four. Alabama six and one. They're lead the SEC right now at six and one. And then we talked about Ole Miss going on the road to A and M. Ole Miss had a lead, with eight nine points, and then A and M jumped back out by about seven eight points, and then Ole Miss had a little flurry at the end and won 71 to 68 on the road at A and M. Now A and M is not what you call just a death trap for teams to go win and win. It's not an awful place. Now, we got to go out there later. But it's not just an awful place point, to play. And at we'll be talking. No, it's not. I, somebody was asking me yesterday about what it's like to go there. It, yeah. A convention. You know, it's not. It's, it's, it is the road trip that you call vegetable lasagna. Yeah, like I don't get any great excitement by going to Texas A&M for anything. Other than I going also, to, though, I'm not turned off by going. No. It's, it's fine. They got a good burger place out there. Was it Copy Bridge? Copy Creek? One of the two. It's got a good burger place. College Station's got some good places to eat. People are nice. You know, nobody's in your face. But, um, yeah, okay. Check that off the list. So, in the league right now, you got Bam at 6-1. and one, Tennessee's at 5-1. and one, South Carolina, Auburn, Kentucky, all 5-2. and two, Ole Miss, Florida, Georgia, 4-3. and three. Like, we, LSU... And A and M are three and four, and then the bottom three in the league has Arkansas at one and six, Missouri at zero and seven, and Vandy at zero and six. And so that's a look around the SEC. And so, man, the the um, the bottom three ain't very good. No, but here's what's crazy. I I was thinking about something I said earlier. I was talking about man, I wish we could play Vanderbilt again. I don't know that playing Vanderbilt again actually helps you. Man, going up to that squirrely place, man, it just anything crazy can happen. The thing that helps us is some of our opponents to play well on the way in. So I look at Washington State. They moved up from 45 to 41 in the net. We need them to stay there in the quad one. The team that's, that we had a big win early in the year that is probably, are they quad one, is Northwestern quad one or quad two? Because that was a big win. They beat the dog out of Ohio State yesterday. They've had some big wins, but I don't know if they're in a quad one or not. They they're, had a bad loss against, what, Chicago so State or something? 61. Okay. They, see, they got to be. they just moved up from 69, so they're they're close. So you're getting a little bit of bump. But, see, they've got a quad four loss. Yeah, Chicago State, and that was a few weeks ago. All right, man, stretch run of basketball coming up. So you've got the men's basketball on the road this week at Ole Miss on Tuesday, 
at Alabama on Saturday. All right, hey, baseball scrimmages started this past weekend, Friday, Saturday, and then I guess I'll scrimmage again today. We out-rebounded, by the way. i got to make one point before we go. We out-rebounded Auburn 45-30. to That's staggering to me. Well, what it does is leaves the second chance points, and we outscored them twelve to three in second chance points. We did not give them any second chance opportunities yesterday. No, uh, it, was, it was one and done. And last thing, held them to thirty four percent shooting, twenty five percent from three point range. Tell you when, man. Hey, and that was the other thing. I was looking at the Ken Palm ratings this morning. We kind of go back to this idea that defense hasn't been, that maybe the intensity hasn't been where it needs to be. We played good defense yesterday, and we're still 11th in the country in defensive efficiency. So we hadn't totally lost our defensive identity. No, not at all. You know who else is efficient, Charlie? Efficient in not just defense, but efficient in everything they do. And that's our good friends at Cannon Ford of Starwell. Cannon Ford, they're efficient in the body shop. They are efficient in the service center. If you need your tires rotated, your oil changed. If you've got a light that's come on trying to figure out what it is, you need a new battery. But they're very efficient if you need a new or used car. Our good friends at Cannon Ford of Starkville, Chris Keene and his great staff at Cannon Ford on Highway 182 just east of Starkville. They'll get you taken care of. And also our good friends at Maroon & Company. Maroon & Company located in the Cotton Mill Marketplace next to Chick-fil-A right near campus. Go to maroonandco.com, shop all that great Bulldog gear, and you can get a lot of Bulldog initiative gear there as well. Type in the code NIL10. You'll get a 10% discount, and 5% of that purchase will come back to the Bulldog initiative. They are great Bulldog initiative supporters. And we also talk about Strange Brew early on. Strange Brew is an outstanding Bulldog initiative supporter as well. All right, Charlie, what are you hearing about baseball? Other than Friday, I think we had the little erroritis. Yeah, we kicked it around a little bit. But, look, it's one of the first times outdoors. I don't look at scrimmage stats at all. I'm sorry. If if a guy gets a base hit, who do you get it off of? Because baseball scrimmage stats, to me, are worthless. Am I wrong for saying that? I wouldn't say worthless, but they have a token value. Well, you've got guys changing jerseys and going to the other team and – you know, you're, and yesterday you had gale force winds blowing out. Yes. If somebody hit a home run yesterday, mark it off your card. It doesn't matter. Now, the thing you have to look is who's playing where and what does that mean for, you know, coming up. All right, so one team had Amani Larry at second, Dave Marchand at short, and then Kohler, the third baseman, who's a transfer from from Memphis. Aaron Downs at first base. And then the other team – you had Hunter Hines at first, Nate Chester at second base. You know, Nate was our backup third baseman last year. Yeah, have Cup at short on that team? Had Ethan Pulliam at short on that team. Cup did not play because he got hit in the head on Friday. Oh, that's right. That's right. And so, he, just precautionaries. Spilato? Catching? No, he had was at third. third. Had him at third. Look, he can hit. So, you had Johnny Long on one team as catcher. He's a transfer from Pitt. On the other team, you had Joe Powell, who's a transfer from Cincinnati at catcher. Highfield was a DH, and so that's kind of how the teams looked around the infield. Pitching-wise, K.K. Clark pitched a couple of innings. Cole Cheatham pitched an inning. And then on the other team, you had um, Luke Dotson pitched a couple of innings. Tyler Davis pitched a couple of innings. Logan Forsyth pitched a couple of innings. Hey, they're playing baseball. 
That's all that matters. Hey, it's close. Hey, speaking of, happy birthday tomorrow. Did to you, who? Did you, to you and, the, and me. Oh. Because. You're going to have to fill me in here. Okay. Tomorrow on January the 29th, 2020. You know what happened on that day? Oh, uh, yeah. first. Yeah. We had our first out of left field show. We did the draft. We did the draft. We had the, the draft of players, the top players in Mississippi State history from 1979. Didn't we start in 79 yeah. or 75? And you could not have played a day in the major leagues. And you went with Kenny Kurtz. I think we started like 75. Was it 75? You went with Kenny Kurtz as your first pick. Threw, I did. Threw a, threw a curveball to me. Then I went B.J. Wallace. And then you went Bobby Reed. And then I went Mark Gillespie. And in the third round, you had Gene Morgan, and I had Tommy Raffo. And you can tell that I place a premium on pitching. Yes, you did. And pitching is going to matter this year. And so, to me, what was crazy about that, you know, going back to four years, it's amazing we've been doing the show. It's, it's We've had a lot of fun with it over the last four years. Is you look back, and we did those first couple shows, and we had a, you know, thousand or so listeners that first week and a half and we're like man i can't believe a thousand people were listening to this and now four years later look at us this is nuts this has been a lot of fun charlie it started as a baseball podcast and then after we beat lsu in football we were like hey let's come in here and just talk about that lsu football win in 2020 in the fall so no so that was the first time we did a sunday show right after we beat lsu because we wanted to spike the football a little bit yes we were feeling good. And then that feeling turned around. <laughs> and then we're like, well, we got And we were like, we'll be complete frauds if we don't do it after the loss. And then we were here every Sunday. Yeah, so here we are. And that's how Sunday coffee began is in the fall of 2020. And after we beat LSU, we didn't have many positive Sunday mornings for a while there. No, the, the coffee got a little darker. <laughs> you know, it, I'm going to need your dark roast this morning. And then we went years without talking about basketball, and now we're talking about basketball. Well, and I think talking about basketball right now has a lot to do with, well, there's there's so many things that go into it. There's a lot of good timing right now with basketball. You got good coaches. You got players you can embrace. We have likable guys. In a sport where you're programmed not to like the players as much, we got some great guys. Okay, on a basketball front, you and I have talked about this for a few years, about how when you start, you know, what football is going through right now with the transfer portal and guys moving around on teams has been going on to the basketball game for a while now. But the thing that we've always said was one of the great things about being at the hump was you knew your guys and you also knew the opposing team players. Wouldn't you say that about our men's basketball team right now? Is This is a bunch of guys that have been here for a while. Tolu's been here a while. Cam's been here a while. DJ's been here a while. I mean, we we got a core of players who we're comfortable with. We know who they are. We know their strengths and we know their weaknesses. And I'm telling you, man, I like being around this crew off the court. I mean, they're a, they're a very fun group to talk to. So what I would add to that, though, is, and I think this is true for baseball, football, any sport, it is really cool to have a group of people that you know, that you've watched them grow up, you're familiar with, like you say, you know the goods and the bads. 
But if you want it to feel a lot of fun, get a freshman who's exciting. Yeah. Like, what makes you happier in football than seeing a freshman play? Like, that guy who's just so good, he's on the field and doing things. Basketball, we're in a pretty special time right now with Hubbard. He's he's something. Man. Well, he's, he's a special Can player. Go? Can I have a second, please? The one thing that doesn't help anybody is the number of people who we, – man, we're just so conditioned as state fans. Man, he's going to look great in blue and white next year. Man, we're going to have to pay him a ton. Why do we do that? Why do we think down about ourselves that way? You know what? This is a pretty good place. Not everybody wants to leave here. There were a couple who left and were right here on. for Auburn yesterday. Um, you saw some friends back. We did. And so I was glad to see them. Um, no, but you get what I'm saying? Why Why are we so defeatist that we can't have nice things? We can. That's that's the epitome of like just small-minded thinking. Well, we can't keep him. He's going to go somewhere else. Tolu Smith could have gone anywhere in the country he wanted to go. Including Lexington. And he is here. So let's just let's get past that, man. Let me tell you what Hubbard has done to me as far as conditioning my thought a little bit different and reminding me a little bit of the old days. We talk about the hump rocking is the thing that Hubbard does when he pulls up with that jump shot. When he pulls up with a three. Every time he takes it, I think it's going in. <laughs> every every single time he takes. Yesterday we had a one point lead, and the dagger was that three on the left wing, that deep three. And you want to start talking about the the opposite of you know, the quote unquote Mississippi State mind? I knew it was going in. I mean, I knew it was going in, and I haven't f- kind of felt like that about a guard since a Timmy Bowers. When you know when Timmy took a shot, you were surprised when he missed it. Yeah, going back for me, like through the younger years or you know right out of college was the Daryl Wilson years right and you had that feeling and hey when they miss it it cleans out the rim I mean it's not a it's not a clink that you barely draw iron I mean if they're missing they're barely missing you see the Jans quote no. after he made that big shot he said it looked he looked at me like he scored on me that's the <laughs> thing I love hover to give it back a little bit you know that's great. hey that's the other really cool thing about Tolu, about Hubbard, about a lot of these guys. Chris Jans is a tough guy to play for, and those guys embrace it. They it's, do. It's, it, that takes a lot. That's my only thing, man. In this world that we're in today in college sports, nobody knows anything anymore. I get it. Things happen. But, man, let's, let's enjoy what we got, man. Especially when you win. When you win, let's all have fun with it. Don't get on the Facebook groups and say, well, that gum. If we don't start making free throw, everybody knows we've got free throw issues. Everybody knows that. Even the guys that toe in the free throw line know it. Hey, uh, thanks, you guys, once again. Thanks to our good friends at uh, Country Pleasing Sausage. Go to countrypleasing.com, Country Meat Packers down in Florence. I went by there this past week, Charlie. I uh, did not uh, – didn't get you anything. I didn't I didn't get me well, anything. okay because you still have the shipment from last time you didn't bring me. Well, it's, it's not in the freezer anymore. So country pleasing saucy have they have all the different kinds of country pleasing sausage, but the the butcher shop down there, it is it's amazing to see how many people are in that butcher shop. They've had the king cakes and they got a new shipment coming in in the next next week or so uh, for the king cakes from Randazzo's at Country Meat Packers. Our good friends at Farm Bureau go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Cannon Ford of Starkville. Nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. 
and our friends at Tracks Plus. Go to tracksplus.com for their heavy machinery in uh, Hickory, Hattiesburg, and in uh, hey, wait. Bessemer, Alabama. I have something for you. Okay. So one of the things we talk about with this basketball team is how you go in scoring droughts. How you go in these periods where you just can't seem to make a shot. Right? Right. Yesterday in the second half, our longest streak of missed shots was two. What? Two. And that only happened once. How about that? Well, that has been the Achilles heel of going on the four- to five-minute droughts. So we come out in the second half, lay up, lay up, three-pointer good. But then from there on out, only once did we miss back-to-back shots. That's pretty impressive to me. It really is. Wow. Okay. And meanwhile, Auburn in the second half yesterday has a streak of missing four, three, 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 and four. So. They missed their last four shots, right? No, they got a layup. Remember we gave up the layup, kind of the. Yeah, the gimme. Yeah, we were up six and we give up the two point. That's right. Okay. Hey, appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on uh, Sunday Coffee. A couple of weeks away from baseball season now. What, three weeks from this past Friday? Three weeks. Not long now. Of course, a busy week this week. Everybody on the road this coming week, we've got a big uh, women's basketball game tomorrow night in the hump as LSU will come in on a Monday night affair. Then they're on the road next Thursday at Kentucky, then at Texas A&M in women's basketball. So that's kind of what's on the horizon for you over the next week. And so appreciate you guys hanging out with us. For Charlie Winfield, I'm Bar Gregory. You've been listening to Sunday Coffee.